The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I hear that schools and creches and other such places are sending notes home now to parents that RSV is rampant. It's a nasty little bug. It can make you rightly sick. It's put quite a number of children in hospital over the last few weeks. It's the one that has us pleading, Nana, please don't kiss the baby. I know you want, but please don't kiss the baby. Because RSV is rampant in the community at the moment. And uh, Dr. John Sheehan joins me from Blackpool Bridge Surgery. John, it's a nasty little thing. Is Is it something that could be potentially lethal? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Um, yes, unfortunately, you, you can get very sick with it. And um, this time of year, PJ, there's always bugs floating around. But I suppose we um, we have three different kind of bugs that are mainly floating around at the moment. COVID is bubbling along under the surface. There's no big, big, there hasn't been a big increase in it, but as there's more so- social gatherings and mixing, there, there's probably going to be a small increase in that. Then we have the, the flu, which always comes this time of year, and that's beginning to, um, to increase. And Australia, which gets the flu before us, has certainly had a, a, a busier season this year than, than, than most years. And then RSV, which is respiratory syncytial virus, yeah. um, that has increased significantly this year. And it tends to affect younger children, usually under two. But the difficulty is the very small babies, the under six months, they, they get really affected by it. It can affect all ages and, and, and the elderly as well. But it's the smallies who are really affected by it because uh, their lungs get just just clogged up. Their mm. noses get clogged up. They can't uh, breathe properly. They can't feed properly. And that's the difficulty with it. A lot of them end up in hospital they, they certainly do. I was on South Dock last week and we got a message from the Mercy uh, to say that their Peds ward was full that, that evening um, and it was mainly RSV. And and usually the reason pe- children uh, have to be admitted for it is that they have difficulty feeding or they may need oxygen support because they their, their lungs are just, are, are, are just quite f- full up with it. So there's no treatment really for, for most people with RSV. It's, it's, it's really just symptoms. And for most people, PJ, most children who get it or most adults who get it, they're going to be, it's a bit like the flu. They're going to be miserable for a few days. They're going to, you know, uh, maybe not eat or feed as well. They may need uh, Calpol. They may need to be sort of, you know, nursed. They might be more comfortable sitting upright, but they'll get over it. Mm. But the difficulty is when they're very small is that they find it very hard to feed when they're all blocked up and their lungs, because they're smaller, they find it harder to breathe. And they're the ones who, who, who can become quite unwell and they're the ones who really need to be seen. Can it spread through the house, John? And is it dangerous if you have, say, an adult in the house who's immunocompromised? It certainly can spread through the house. So if we think of uh, of COVID and all the things we did for COVID, if we think of what we do for the flu, the same principles apply for RSV. It's it's been sensible. It's hand washing. It's not been too close. And that's really why the warnings about elderly people and kissing babies. I know it sounds a bit dramatic, particularly at Christmas time. But really, it's just about being being practical and being cautious. Um, and you know about about things. So it certainly can spread through the house. But the the big difference, PJ, is if I get it or if you get it or if an, another adult gets it, usually they're they're a bit sick. And they're a bit sorry for themselves but they're not they're not sick sick uh, you know if I use that term yeah. it's the small babies and, and, and people who are immunocompromised who can get very sick with it How long is it contagious for? 
it, 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 it does tend to hang around for quite a while, unfortunately. So if people get it, they usually get it for about 10 days, two weeks. So it does hang around longer than a lot of what we're used to, mm-hmm. a lot of the bugs. And it can stay contagious for, for that period of time. So the difficulty is, of course, when it goes into a crash or a school, as, uh, as happens this time of year, it does tend to spread around and it does tend to hang around for quite a, quite a long period of time. The, so the cough the can last a while, can it, John? Because we get, we get people... Oh, oh, it certainly can. And yeah. Yeah, and you get this, what's called a post-viral cough, PJ, which can hang around for weeks. So, you know, and and we're all very conscious of coughing now, particularly when we're we're with groups. But that, that, you know, can hang around for three or four weeks after it. And people can generally feel okay otherwise, but they're just cough, cough, coughing the whole Mm -hmm. time, you know. So um, the good news with it, PJ, though, is that the European Medicines Agency have recently approved a vaccine for it. Now, it won't be there for this year, but okay. hopefully in the next year or two that that should be coming on board. So that should certainly help things. A bit like the flu vaccine has really made a big difference. And it's not too late to get the flu vaccine, so I'd encourage people to get that, particularly children as well. Where did this surge come from, John? Because correctly, if, correct me if I'm wrong, and possibly I am, I don't ever remember hearing about RSV before covid no, it was always around, and and as long as I can remember, um, small, particularly small babies, they, um, they they were affected by it. The difficulty since COVID, PJ, is a, a lot of small uh, uh, children, babies, they they weren't exposed to it over a number of years mm-hmm. because of COVID and isolation and things. So now we're kind of getting a bit of a double whammy of these because people's immunity to it isn't very well developed so mm-hmm. now we're getting uh, much more than we would have previous years it's so is it fair to say maybe that all the social distancing we did with the best will in the world in 20 and 21 while it served its own purpose at the time maybe it created this and that now this thing is is, is ripping through yeah, so, so there is a bit of a payback with, 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 in terms of developing people's immune system. Um, like the average child under two, PJ, generally gets about 21 infections a year. So that might be a tummy bugs, might be colds, it might be RSV. So that would be have typically been the case. So if you can imagine during COVID, that number went way down, so, you know, because people weren't mixing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there is a little bit of a payback in terms of immune systems developing. But RSV was always around, and it tends to peak around this time of year every year, unfortunately. You mentioned that you're busy with South Dock at the moment, and that the Mercy has had a busy time in its, um, in its children's ward, for example. Are the hospitals under pressure in general, John? They, they certainly are. I mean, we have the the highest life expectancy in the EU now, PJ, which do is we? great, and our do population we? has increased. We do, and, and and to be honest with you, I had to go look it up because I didn't really believe it. Um, you know, we always think of the Scandinavians and all of the, the, those areas, but actually we have the highest life expectancy now. And our life expectancy now, to put it in context, in we're five years higher than Scotland and we're two years higher than England. Forty years ago, PJ, our life expectancy were a year ha- um, ahead of Scotland and we we're two years behind England. So that shows the change that had happened in Ireland. What, in the what, last what are the numbers? Years. I'm interested in this. What, what, what is our life expectancy now in Ireland, John? Our life expectancy off the top of my head, I think it's about 83, 84 for female and 79, 80 for male. Right. Males tend to die uh, younger. So, 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 you know, and if you think about it, PJ, when, when I was younger, when someone was 65 and retiring and things like that, they were almost regarded as elderly. Now, 
you know, you have people in their 70s working away, in their 80s, they might be going on holidays, they'll be very active, they're a really strong part of our community. It, it really is fantastic. But that brings challenges mm-hmm. and, you know, in terms of our hospital systems, you know, the more elderly we have, which is great, but they're going, some of them are going to get sick, some are going to break their hips, and that puts a big challenge uh, into our health service. And, and that, that is going to be a challenge over the next 10, 20 years. No That's the, you mentioned that you do your shift on South Dock, as do any more GPs, and fair play to you for it. We're, we're grateful for it. But how, under how much pressure will South Dock be over the next week and a half, given that so many people can't get themselves onto a GP's books these days? I'd say South Dock will be under a lot of pressure. It certainly is very busy. There's no two ways about it. I mean, we had six doctors on uh, on, on call the other night when I was on. Ten um, percent of the Irish population don't have a GP at the moment, PJ. So if you don't have a GP, you tend to go to South Dock then for your needs, which is which is fine for your acute needs, but for your long term needs isn't is isn't good. So that is um, that is a big challenge, um, and how to cope with that that demand is going to be a challenge, and we're probably going to have to look as a health service, uh, uh, trying to do things differently. And, you know, and, 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 and you're familiar with this and trying to come up with alternatives from the everything going into the ED department, you mm. know, who, which really can cope with that. In our own area, PJ, since the last census, um, in the last 10 years, the number of over 80s has gone up 126%, which is fantastic. But that's going to, you know, have a big impact in terms of services and health services and things like that, you know. So, um, so there's very good news. But it's a challenge in how we deal with it in the, going into the future. Come back to me lastly to where we started with RSV. It is rampant. Um, and we, we just, and a former colleague of myself and Emers was just saying the last couple of days, it's, it's gone through the house and they're all, they're, they're all shattered from it. How can we keep it out of the house? Or how can, if it gets in at all, can we, can we lessen its impact? We, we certainly can. So there's a number of things that people can do. And if we think back to when COVID was here or the flu was bad, it's the same principles. Um, mask wearing, if someone has, uh, if someone is coughing an awful lot, helps reduce down the spread of transmission. Hand uh, hand hygiene is really important. Not, you know, if they're sitting on the couch that everyone isn't sitting all together, that they're maybe spread out in a small bit of distance between them. Um, it's just being aware of those sort of infection control sort of measures. They sound simple. If people are in the car together, maybe someone in the back seat rather than someone, in the, both of you in the front seat, that sort of thing. So they're small things, but those small distances can make a difference in terms to reduce and down the transmission and uh, discourage Nana from kissing the baby. I, I, it's, it's, it's yes, unfortunately, unfortunately. yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just not you know if everyone gets sick, it's not really worth it over Christmas. John, to you and and all in your practice and all connected to you, a happy Christmas and a great year in 2024. Thank you very much, Doctor John Sheehan. RSV rampant at the moment. That's good news though. Vaccine on the way and hopefully be here by this time next year. Quartz 96 FM.